Ahoy! And welcome to the Sea Captain Way podcast with Phil Bender and Greg Patton, where we help listeners navigate the uncharted waters, personal and professional growth. The Sea Captain Way is about energizing top performers to take on risks and push beyond their comfort zone to pursue life-changing goals and achieve peak performance. We're going to help you build your vision by showing you how to break free of boundaries that are holding you back. So, Phil, we're pleased to welcome Chad Myers back to the Sea Captain Way podcast. Chad came on board as an executive coach at Sea Captain Coaching back in the fall of 2021. He's a certified life coach, international motivational speaker, published author, and experienced educator. Chad offers his clients specialized expertise in growth mindset, goal attainment, establishing positive behavior patterns, and clarifying core values to enhance personal and professional lives. He advocates for business leaders to create a culture of belonging where people can bring their true selves, allowing for innovation, creativity, and change while building a dynamic work environment. Welcome back, Chad. Yeah, welcome back. Thanks, Greg. Welcome back, Chad Myers. Fresh off of your 75 hard uh, routine, right? I mean, yeah. it was impressive to watch you through that whole process. Uh, Greg is, uh, I don't know if you know Greg, but he's 58 and soft, so it's a little <laughs> different for him. And and uh, so uh, that was cool to see you pursue that and uh, live that process out. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I wanted to make sure I was practicing a growth mindset. So I wanted to uh, do a challenge for myself. So, but yeah, thank you for the, for the kudos. It was a really cool experience. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah I remember Chad, when- I'm, I'm 58, but I read it at a 59 year old level just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So I'm looking forward to today's discussion because we're going to be talking about company culture. This includes how different businesses have their own unique cultures and ways of doing things that influence how people interact with the firm. It's an interesting topic to me because company culture is driven by core values and how they were expressed internally and externally. So, Chad, why did you start your Growing Team Talent program? What was the motivation? Well, I was following OC Captain for the last 18 months on uh, virtually and in, and in person, and I just kind of sat back and observed. And I began to see themes and patterns. And a big one that we, we talked about was retention, finding the right talent, growing the talent. We talked about why people leave. And we know that there was a big exodus during the pandemic and a lot across the board and and lots of different organizations. But there are certain things that really I just started to notice. And I have a master's degree in curriculum and development. And so I began to reverse engineer some of these themes. Mm -hmm. And I started to put lessons together based on the needs of the clients. So I started to build out and grow out this growing team talent. And I think, well, I heard Phil say this probably 3,000 times. <laughs> um, why, why do people leave organizations? And um, it, it's a lack of growth was one of them. And it doesn't mean necessarily promotion, does it, Phil? No. It just means, can I grow as an individual? And how can I grow into the organization's vision as well as grow myself as an individual? I also have noticed and, and observed the culture issues one of the reasons why people leave is there's a lack of belonging, they lack significance, and there were you know unhealthy culture practices. And then another thing that I heard Phil say, and, and of course this goes through the research, says the same thing, unpredictability of leadership. Yeah. So yeah, that's how it started out about, and, and uh, that's how it's growing. Yeah, it, and I'm glad you 
brought that up because you're right. I do. I do state that constantly because uh, top performers at times are so paying so much attention to performance that they're just not paying attention to the people around them. And in order to go up the food chain, you have to, number one, it's the people you're in front of. Number two, it's the team you build around you. And number three, it's the client experience you're providing. Those three things serve as a filter, Chad. And so retention, what kind of experience is your team getting is huge. And I know this growing team talent has taken off like a rocket ship for you. But maybe share a little bit about what's unique about you, your coaching style, and your approach to growing team talent. It's a good question. So I'd have to say because of and I love this part of your curriculum is that is the core values. My core values about is all about relationship building and being transparent with my clients, my clients being transparent with me. And I'm the personable guy. I'm the relationship guy. And I learned this early on in my education uh, as a teacher. I, I, had, I started out in, in Flint schools and inner city Flint schools in Flint, Michigan. And I picked up right away the importance of relationships and connecting with my students and getting to know them and then building up that trust. And once that trust was built, and you talk about this all the time, Phil, I was able to plant seeds of hope and seeds of growth. And over time, I saw tremendous growth in a lot of my students. As a matter of fact, one of my students, former students who is an absolutely tremendous human being has now got her PhD in community leadership. And I know this because a lot of my relationships are enduring and they last even with my students. So I just brought that right into my coaching practice. I use that holistic approach with my clients. And we talk about a word I use quite often is I really believe that we're all in the process of becoming a better version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so personally and professionally. So how am I showing up not only at work, but how am I showing up at home? What kind of energy am I bringing into the office? What kind of uh, leadership role model am I bringing to the table? So yeah, I, I, I just think... And oh, and one more thing too, I would have to say is because I'm an author, I love to use the themes that people are having in their lives. And, and, and sometimes we are in a new chapter and mm. we don't even know it. And so sometimes as a coach, we can help people, I guess, with the vision of where you're heading next. What's that next chapter look like? And we become like a partner together. We partnership and kind of create a roadmap and a growth plan. And then as you always say, and this is one of the reasons why we connected, Phil, is our mission is we walk with our clients to their destination. And then that yeah. accountability piece of and, and responsibility piece of just, hey, we're going to get through this together. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate the thoughts. It, it was a connection from the beginning because of the development of the whole person. It's not performance for performance sake may get you somewhere, but it won't get you to the place you want to get to without, uh, as I like to say, when you're climbing Mount Everest, once you get to base camp from there, you need a Sherpa and a guide. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, Chad. So I believe that you know you have to get the internal culture right before it can be expressed externally. And many CEOs understand that one of their primary target audiences for new sales strategies and product rollouts and marketing initiatives is their own staff, because this allows them to create value by maximizing the potential 
of their team members. So why do you think, it's kind of a follow-on to the previous question, why do you think it's important to promote a healthy lifestyle and a happy workplace as part of that? Well, I feel like, again, going back to the leader, because people tend to mimic Mm -hmm. leaders, and happiness is actually increases sales. As a matter of fact, some research says up to 37% and productivity 31%. And we're all connected. So we're usually three degrees of influence from emotional contagion. And so a person is 15% more likely to be happy if they're connected to a happy person. Mm-hmm. And that goes all the way down. So you're really, your happiness depends upon your coworkers, your friends, your friends' friends, and your friends' friends' friends. Mm-hmm. And so when, if we really want to grow, 75% of job performance is predicted by optimism levels, social support, and seeing stress as a challenge instead of a, instead of a threat, which is what we promote as a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. 25% of job performance is IQ. So I think we focus on what we call those soft skills, but I sometimes wonder why they're called soft. Sometimes they're hard skills. I just wanted to throw that out yeah, there. Good point. And then when we're happier, we, we, we tend to work more focused, more intelligently. And another thing too, I wanted to point out is 90% of happiness is how your brain processes the world. That's our perception. And so basically, it's, it's helping our clients adjust their perceptional lens and why they're really doing what they're doing. And I really go, we drill down deep as to why are you doing what you're doing and, and how are you showing up at the office? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that answers yeah, your question. No. I, I think we go into even I even challenge some of my clients to do a optimism program with me to help actually increase our optimism and our happiness levels. Yeah. And th- enthusiasm sells, right? Yeah. It well, and you know, passion, passion mm-hmm. sells uh, mm-hmm. when you're connected to things. I had a great example yesterday of I went to the dentist. Okay, and I like to avoid the dentist, like. Most of us do. It's a painful experience for me, but I I needed to go. And fortunately, everything was good. But the hygienist there was amazing. I it's a new dentist because we moved recently, and and what she did was she talked about the actual dentist and why she works where she works. She started with this dentist and moved away because the commute was too long. It was a almost an hour. And then came back to the dentist because of the dentist, because (laughs) of the core values, because of the reputation, because of the experience she had in that office. And you could just feel because of that dentist's leadership, how connected she was and how happy, to use your point, Chad, she was about the job. And we just underestimate that. And uh, especially during the times where we got isolated during COVID. And so I think you're just a force for good in this space and uh, people are responding in kind. So uh, congratulations for you on this. There's a true pro. You know, someone that likes their dentist. It might be the one and only, (laughs) I think, that I've heard. (laughs) I know, right? I guess unless your dad is a dentist or your spouse or something. So, Chad, because maintaining a strong culture is at the center of future success for a business, I understand, you know, sometimes it's changing cultural direction is necessary for a variety of reasons. What can leaders do to reinvigorate a company's culture or create a strong culture where one didn't exist before, like in a startup, for example? 
Well, I, I think that it starts with number one, realizing that you can't go about it alone. And so that starts with asking good questions. And sometimes as leaders, you know, and I even find this with myself, and I, I really respect Phil for um, talking about how important it is to listen. And it, I think it's great you have a listen, you had a listening coach, or maybe you still do, yeah. but listening is so powerful and it's so underestimated. And I think that the best thing to do is to ask people. And as a matter of fact, ask clients and ask your team, what could we be doing better? What's working really, really well? And what is something that you think may make improvements in our culture? And you start opening up conversations. I know that with some of the people I've worked with, we went around on a round table and just shared out things. It was great because we had people from in their 50s all the way down to people in their early 20s, and we got different perspectives about how they view life and how they view business. And we were able to share out and get some really great masterminding creative ideas down on paper. That's awesome. Yeah, I know we were talking about, uh, Chad, you and I a week or a couple of weeks ago about you know the need sometimes to change direction and in, in that coming from the top. As uh, we had both seen the Netflix documentary Redeem Team about the 2008 Olympic basketball team that was coached by Mike Krzyzewski and how after the Dream Team in 1992, that all of a sudden we, the kind of international caliber of play had caught up with the USA team and uh, we didn't have the success that we had. And so Mike Krzyzewski came in and just some cool examples of how he got them all working together. I think, um, you know, during one of the interviews, he said, we're not a team yet. We're a, a collection of individuals. And then he had them doing the exercises and then even, um, you know, the, their practices. And then how uh, I think you mentioned you liked the part with Kobe where they were coming back to the hotel after they had been out. Yeah. Uh, I think it was in Las Vegas. What, what was the part of that that you, uh, can you refresh me? Yeah. So again, I, I, I'm, when I'm watching things, I'm trying to look at it like from a leadership point of view. And I, I was watching this and I guess most of the team went out to the nightclubs in Vegas yep. and they were getting in quite late, like four, four thirty in the morning. And where Kobe, I think he joined the team late for some reason. And he came out of his room and in the hotel in his gym clothes. And they met him in the, right. he met them in the elevator and they're like, what's going on? He goes, Hey man, I'm, you can't win the gold with some of those old patterns, those old habits. We can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm, I'll see. You. I don't even know if he even said anything. I think sometimes yeah. what you do speak so loudly, yeah. people can't hear you. And so he just led by example yeah. and started going to the yeah. gym. And slowly but surely, the rest of yeah. the team joined him and they said they got the message. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I think Jason Kidd said one by one, he's like, well, he said, I'm not getting up at 4.30, but I'll get up at 5.30. And then they all started yeah. following suit. So that that's yeah. uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Once you see somebody taking the risks like that, then people start negotiating, but they still move toward getting better. Mm -hmm. They may not go to 4.30, but they'll go to 5.30. Mm -hmm. And that's still, yeah. that's still better than what they, they were doing, right? Right. Good, good. So Chad, why do you promote and teach growth mindset? Well, we know that there are foundational principles. We know that core values matter, vision matters, and, and mission matters, but also that growth mindset is part of that. And it's, it's really, if you don't have a growth mindset, most likely you have a fixed mindset. And we, our whole point is to 
help our clients grow. And so there's certain things that training that's needed to help a person grow into the best version of themselves. And also too, if you look, most of the successful companies out are the ones that have are in the top five of revenue production and, and happiness of the employees and their culture, they're doing certain things. And so for example, Microsoft requires growth mindset training and they teach what behaviors they want within their culture and everyone buys in. And Again, we're trying to grow people into the best human being they can be, and that's a necessary um, training component. So that's something that we do, Phil, is we provide that growth mindset training. Well, and think about the payoffs in growth, okay? Because people marry based on core values. A lot of people, they think they marry for other reasons, but what happens over time is the growth. People grow in different directions or not at all. Mm-hmm. And but think about when you have a growth mindset, Chad, and you and you are coaching to that. Think about the payoffs, the intrinsic payoffs here in a marriage mm-hmm. with a with children, with we we've been focused on employees, but with friends because you just show up differently, and the compound effect is certainly drives profits and retention in business, but it's also just a hell of a way to go through life. You know, for sure. And so, one of the things that I really drive in the conversations is the application of all this in your personal life. Growth mindset is not an option. To your point, is the chapter that you just finished is that going to define you? Mm-hmm. And so, these are these are little things that really matter. Now, in your experience as an educator, coach, and in your and in your research, what do millennials and younger generation want in a leader? and a culture that can lead to a long-term relationships. I think that number 1 I I mean we if we go to to the basics it's it's really belonging. Everybody wants to belong. People want to be a part of something bigger than them. They I think they um the younger generation bless and I think we can learn a lot from them. They're more about making a difference. They want to feel valued and appreciated. Do I matter inside of this organization? And also too, and I think this is something that is unique. I do work with one team and we've been experimenting with this and I just absolutely love working with them because they're trying new things. And we talked about talent talks. We talked about everybody has something to share. Everyone's a leader in some way and we can learn from each other. I, I, what I love about uh, some of the traditions like that the Buddhist, the monks, they talk about sometimes the 90-year-olds sit down and learn from nine-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the nine-year-olds sit down and learn from the 90-year-olds. So we can all, everyone's a teacher. And they, they really have embraced that. And people that are part of that team, they love their team so much that even when uh, one person had to move, they said, I, I still want to stay here with this team because you guys are like a family. And they worked it out where they're going to do some virtual work and still stay a part of mm-hmm. that team. Chad, can you expand a lot? You mentioned the the term talent talks. Can you just explain that a little bit, what that means? Yeah. So we just did this with a group where, again, that like people fresh out of Mm -hmm. college teaching us something that we think what they thought could enhance the organization and grow the organization in some way. And so it's everybody is sharing uh, out and learning from each Mm -hmm. other. And just bouncing ideas. And as, as we know, when we mastermind and we are talking with growth mindset people or like-minded people, 
it's amazing how much more can get done when you do it as a group. Everybody's synergizing instead of one person trying to micromanage, you got everybody working together as a team, all moving towards that vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard the term, there's a, a marketing person that I love named Adam Morgan, and he uses a term called intelligent naivete, where he was saying, you know, mm. sometimes lack of experience is a good thing. And I remember reading, um, it was a while back, uh, people were talking about Microsoft and Bill Gates overpaying um, young software engineers. And uh, he said, uh, why do you need experience to write new software? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So I know That's we're getting great. close to, to time here, Phil. Did you have anything you want to add or um, talk about how to connect with Chad to uh, schedule time? Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, Chad, how to, you know, now that you've shared all this good stuff and your business is just taking off, uh, how do people get in touch with you? Well, there's the new and improved uh, Sea Captain Coaching <laughs> well website. <done. laughs> well Nicely done. said. Yes. Nicely said. <laughs> it, it is actually a wonderful website. So you can find me on there. There's a team of us. And, and then I am on LinkedIn and Instagram under Chad Myers Coaching. I'm under LinkedIn, I believe, is uh, Chad Myers at Sea Captain. And then my email is chad at seacaptaincoaching.com. And uh, I think that's... I think those are the ways to contact me. Yeah, awesome. Well, great job on this topic. Growing Team Talent is a powerful platform, a powerful program, and the results that we're seeing with the clients you're engaging in already is is uh, dramatic. And so I want to thank you again for today. Thanks, Greg, for you uh, getting all this stuff uh, pulled together as you do such a wonderful job here. Thanks. Uh, getting getting everybody prepared for this. Uh, this exchange. So with that, my best to you, Chad. We'll see you soon. And uh, Greg, until next time. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Chad. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sea Captain Way podcast. If you found the conversation valuable, please like, share, and post a review on your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Sea Captain Coaching and how you can start taking advantage of our purpose-driven coaching guidance, visit us at seacaptaincoaching.com and get the Sea Captain view on navigating uncharted waters of growth. The link is in the show notes. You can also follow us at Sea Captain Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Wishing you fair winds and a following sea on your journey.